0: There it is. There's the glass rays. you this?
1: <laughs> That's a hate.
0: <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another brand new episode of Granny's Peach Tea, or episode 29. And if you're not familiar with the theme, uh, this is the opening theme for Titans, which is on HBO Max right now. And we're going to definitely jump into that one pretty heavy uh, in this episode of Granny's Peach Tea, since season three just kicked off last week. Um uh, with me, as always, is uh, Jason. Jason, what's up, my man?
1: How's it going? Good to be here. Good to see you. Excited to talk about Titans, as uh, this is as Batman as you can get without actually being a Batman show. So, oh, excited to dive in. This is a good week.
0: Yeah, in the good way, because we know another show that was on Fox a couple of years ago that tried to do an old Batman Ooh. show without being a Batman show, and uh, that didn't quite work out. But that was way. not a...
1: That- that's the thing is that was not a Batman show. That was just that was this is I don't know. This was an Alfred show. I mean, I liked Alfred in that actually. But uh, but this actually yeah. has Batman, has Batman villains, has Bat family. That had none of that. Because yeah. because that Riddler was not the Riddler that Batman faced off at off against in the comic. Because that Riddler was 30 when he took the Riddlership on. What does that make him 60 when he fights Batman geriatric Riddler? Get out of here. I hated that show. <laughs>
0: Oh, I like the I like the Riddlerism that he picked up. That's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, Farachi's jumping in there. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, Farachi? Thanks for Both checking man. us out and, and, and tuning in as always. Uh, and thanks to everyone for who is tuning in. If you're joining us on the Facebook stream or if you're joining us on YouTube or if you're checking us out on Twitter or Instagram or if you're checking us out on wherever you found your podcast, on Anchor or iTunes, or spotify thanks for joining us uh yeah we, we got a lot of stuff lined up uh lined up for this week we do not have a movie but damn do we have a lot of shows because a lot of shows dropped this oh, yeah. week so we're we're all in knee deep into this thing but
1: uh and actually this speaking- is this is our what if show what if we didn't do a movie one week well here it is guys what if
0: that's actually – that is 100% correct. What if this show only covered <laughs> comic book TV shows and we dropped the movie thing? So we'll That's see right. how this goes. That's right. Hoping for the best. <laughs> but speaking of being knee-deep in things, we'll talk to Jason about who is knee-deep in his watch of Baywatch Nights as he continues
1: to unhassle the Hoff. That's right, unhassling the Hoff, Baywatch Nights, Episode 9. Blues Boys. Uh this okay, so th- this is again, this is there's some crazy stuff going on here. It it doesn't get chicken crazy or shaft crazy, but there's this is still a fun episode. So it starts off in nervous, 1988. So. It starts off in 1988 where two very shifty untrustworthy looking brothers are making a getaway and one convinces the other to let him take the money with him and he'll meet up with him again. And of course he rips him off and he he takes the money and he hides it in the bottom of the ocean because apparently him he's a great scuba diver and he takes his son and then he takes him to the beach and his brother kills him over the money and the son watches and then the brother goes to prison and then you that was 1988 then you flash to current day uh Baywatch 1997 or 98 and he's just playing electric guitar on the beach with this old guy who's like adopting him as his son and they're they're making money and then but then you see that uh his his uncle has gotten out he's menacing and watching and then he kidnaps the the guy the kid's adopted dad beats the hell out of him because he wants his money he wants his money damn it he wants um, the money, Lebowski. He takes the money? What's the he fucks you up, man? There's the money, Lebowski. <laughs> there's the money, Lebowski. <laughs> um, there's a great, there's a great back and forth where Lou Rawls goes, uh looks at Mitch's car, and says, "You missed a spot." And Mitch goes, "What do you mean?" And he says, "That's my parking spot. You pay me five bucks, so you move your car." <laughs> Lou Rawls, when Lou Rawls does it. I mean, oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. no, this is the. <laughs> Now I buried the lead here because the lead is the coolest thing about this episode is BB King is in it as himself because this kid's biggest dream in life is to play blues on stage with BB King and this so of course you know they, he goes he goes to the detective agency they they help him out they catch his uncle they then get him on stage at the club with BB King and him and BB King jam yeah it's I mean, it's crazy it's crazy. i'm gonna, I'm
0: gonna be honest i kind of thought there was gonna be some wacky blues brothers like oh nonsense when you mentioned the title i was really nervous about that but
1: i could see that i could see that yeah. It's it wasn't that crazy uh okay. there there was though um the kid is playing for them at some point and they all have a montage about being a dad or their dead so like you see angie Harmon with her uh military father and then you see LRB with his dad playing uh, basketball and then you see Mitch with his son because if there's one thing this show wants you to get walk away with is that Mitch Buchanan's a great dad and he is he's a great dad how can he not be he can't he not be exactly Second best part outside of BB uh, King and then we're done is they are looking for this kid. So they go to the school system and there's like a stuffy teacher, Dean, who's like, yeah, this kid's a loser. This kid... No, no, it wasn't the school system. It was uh, the, the – he was a foster kid. It was a foster system. This kid causes so much trouble for us. He's a loser. He should stay lost. And then they just they, – like Mitch and Angie Harmon go just unfurl on this woman and it all crescendos when they call her – a constipated butthead
0: a constipated butthead yeah,
1: i'm going to yeah, have indeed. to i'm
0: going to have to remember that one because i think i'm going to have to use that in like just <laughs> a regular walk of life and see how that works out
1: i think you have to you just have to go you know you're such a constipated butthead and just see what they react cuz how would you gonna, i don't know how i would react if someone called me that i'm going to say it to angie
0: probably at some point you know, over the next 24 <laughs> oh, hours and <laughs> see how that goes <laughs> Totally unsolicited too. Just, just throw it out there. But no regression won't dude, care. just, just ignore me and just walk
1: away
0: <laughs> like that. Was. Ramblings of a madman.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, now he's quoting from Baywatch nights. Jesus.
0: Yeah. Oh gosh. What did I do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's our Baywatch nights. Not crazy, not as crazy as it's been. Oh. You know, there's a bit of a lull, but it, it's fun nonetheless. I thought it was a fun episode.
0: So, yeah, that's pretty tame for for Baywatch nights, and that's that's a statement right there to be made. It um, is, but you
1: got to remember we're we're nine episodes in, and we've only had two tame episodes out of the nine.
0: That's fair. That is fair. So, and I, 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 with all our shows piling up this week, I, I still didn't get a chance to watch the chicken episode. But I promise you, the chicken episode watch will happen, and I will I will share my. Comments, they might be nothing. I might just stare at the screen and not say a word, and I will do my review of that episode because I still think that sounds like the most insane thing that's there. So what do you think of Baywatch Nights? Uh. (laughs) Dude, head blows up. All right, so we got our Baywatch Nights in the kickoff. Um, Let's jump into some CW-verse because we didn't – no, we didn't. We had DC's Legends of Tomorrow on our last episode. We only had Legends because we recorded while Superman and Lois and Stargirl are on. So let's kick it off with Superman and Lois that has their uh, season one, episode 15, um, and they're winding down. Next week is the, well, next week, um, in two days, is the season finale. So in our next episode, we'll be ch- uh, talking about that. Um, this is a pretty action-packed episode of, of Superman and Lois. I mean, they've really gone into the Superman aspect of this as well, but... Um, Mm-hmm. and it's been really good, man. I, I uh, Edge has turned into the uh, Eradicator, apparently made himself Eradicator. the Eradicator, charged himself up on the sun and has a bunch of, like, Kryptonian subconsciousness inside him, and he's got his sidekick and stuff, and I thought it was really cool when he got to see Superman and his, you know, his uh, buddy, Steel, over there teaming up like we're a tag team match, and then uh That um, was cool. That was really cool because they had a lot of, like, you know, buddy cop stuff. I feel like with them uh, here and there, but the the kids aren't aren't lost in this one. They have they have a lot to do, especially with, at the ending. Um, Jonathan and, and and Jordan get there get their time to shine. That the girl that was trying to get information out of uh, Jonathan, she I guess decides that she's not trying to get information anymore, and I guess she kind of likes him. So he gets we get the teen CW soap opera aspect of yeah. that uh, kicked up. So it's not. Full on Superman and levels, but a majority of the episode is, you know, gearing towards this big battle, final battle with I I guess with Edge, who's no longer Edge. He's the Eradicator. Um, The
1: Eradicator.
0: He is the Eradicator now. So eradicates. uh, Eradicates all. I don't know. Does he eradicate planets or is not really? I think he eradicates us.
1: Yes, yeah, I eradicating our that. conscience, our consciousness, and taking our bodies, right?
0: Yeah, no, that, that's a good, that's a, that's yeah. definitely extremely accurate, right there. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I continue to be really impressed with this show, though. Especially, I can't shake the fact that this—it's on the CW, and the show just looks awesome. I mean, it, it looks great. Everything looks clean, just the way it's shot and everything. And I am um, just really, really impressed by it.
1: Yeah, I mean, same here. I really enjoyed this episode. Like, it's funny because it was a lot of action, but what I liked about it was it was also a lot of Lois and Clark doing things, and it was a lot of like yeah. they, they they brought they went back to the the Smallville and Smallville's collapsing economy and people are leaving, which is how they started off with. And I they you know a lot went on, but I kind of think they forgot that with all of the the Morgan Edge is you know a Kryptonian and. and you know doomsday and everything uh but not doomsday the character but doomsday was coming yeah. uh and I, I just i'm glad that they kind of brought it back and there's that moment with Lana Lang and her husband about should they move and what does it mean to to stay and they put roots there and it's not the town they knew and then the uh the pay the newspaper is selling to a multi-conglomerate and so even with all of these uh excellent action scenes you still get some humanity scenes which I and that's again that's what I like about this show. Um, I love the the stuff where um, Jonathan is sort of taking uh, taken under uh, Steele's wing, and then mm-hmm. like he asks him a, the insensitive question. Steele kind of you know just get out of here. Like, but I, I thought that was such a real moment, such a good moment, and you could see like just how how apologetic Jonathan was. Oh god, I didn't I didn't think like I don't know. There was just there was some really mm-hmm. nice character beats in this episode that I really, really enjoyed. And the more I watch it, the more I hope they keep the guy who plays John Steele or, John, uh, you know, Steele around. Like, I hope he's into the next season, like a regular cast member. Cause I think he has got such him and uh, the guy who plays Superman have great chemistry great buddy chemistry. And Tyler I, Hodgkin. and he is Tyler Hodgkin, who I love. I, I think he is my favorite Superman at this point. I think he's so good. I'm with you. Um, I'm with you. I'm back on board. He's just great. He he he's he's both a great Superman and a great Clark Kent. And I you know, it's like Batman and, and Bruce Wayne. You know, some people do one better than the other, but not everyone can balance it perfectly. I think he balances it perfectly.
0: Yeah, and, and I I'm just still it's come such a far way from his introduction in Supergirl and and, and everything, because then I felt like he was to borrow a wrestling term, he was a jobber. On that, and he was just being—he was there to kind of just be stepped on and and put and to get Supergirl over. And this show has totally blown that thing out of the water because he is awesome. Like you can get the sense this is mm-hmm. Superman, and any any CW verse, he is you know, freaking Superman now. Like he's the most powerful one. Yeah. There. Um, I the one scene I, I definitely wanted to talk about was. The scene that I think I personally saw coming when she started looking when they show the TV station and things like that where Lois goes goes up to the building to tell essentially yeah, to the world what's too. going on. Yeah, th- that was one of my favorite scenes because it yeah. honestly, it got me. It was pretty eerie because as fans, we, we know what's coming. And one thing I couldn't shake was what Jonathan Kent was feeling. Yes. When he's at the party. And they turn it on and you know he can see it and he saw the footage uh-huh. that, uh, that Steel had from his universe where in, in Steel's universe, Superman's the one who kills Lois Lane on live TV, laser visions her ass like he would think it was like Homelander or something and does it right there and like eerily floats behind her and just kind of does it. And in this version, she's on the roof, she's going ahead, she's on TV, she's telling everyone what's going on. You know, Kryptonians are here, they're you know, this is what Edge is doing and all this shit. And then Edge's assistant over there comes flying up the same exact way. And I put I couldn't shake myself from being in his shoes. Like Johnny yeah, yeah, no, was feeling like, oh shit, was, like this kid is going through something
1: right now. Like he might yep. piss himself. And he says it too, right? He says this is how she dies, or he says something yeah. to that effect, which what? is even like, oh my god, yeah, he's watching this play out. And it and that was also a great reminder to the audience, just a quick hey, guys, remember remember this scene. Uh, and I think the way it resolves, I, I think, is perfect because, of course, you you would think that it would be Superman who saves her, but I'm glad that it was Steel who saves her because that's Steel's redemption. That's him getting to save his wife without getting to save his wife. You know, and he has that's probably the coolest moment for him where he throws the hammer and they're like, you missed, and then you just see it go flying, hit the assistant. Come back and hit the other guy, and he's like, "I never miss." It's like that was the moment where I was like, "Oh god, I hope he's here next, next, uh, next season."
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you, and I and I was wondering too. Like, is he is Superman going to jump in because he was preoccupied? He's fighting off, and they made sure that they focused on that and showed he's fighting off like two or three right. Kryptonians at the same time. And the only one who could save her was Steel with that hammer. Not even Steel himself because he was preoccupied fighting off two at the same time.
1: Yeah, they, they do a really good job of setting it up that, you know, it's not Superman dropping the ball, Superman's got a lot of shit going on, that literally the only reason she could be saved is because, you know, Steel is watching out for her. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what it is. Like he he rec- if Jonathan recognizes it, he recognizes it from where he is. You know what I'm saying? And I think the the show does a really good job of telegraphing that that you know this is the reason that she's able to be saved in this universe.
0: And a perfect way you said it perfectly, Jason. that it's it's his redemption arc. He got to do something without really getting to you know. He obviously couldn't save his Earth on that, but he got to still save Lois you know, on, on another Earth, and I thought that was right. really cool. Um, so and, the, what, and our
1: Earth. Like, he has saved our yeah. Earth, like, from Superman himself when he got Superman back on our side. Like, so he's mm-hmm. been, like, I love the fact that he has been integral to this. And this is a guy that we all thought was alternate universe Lex Luthor. We thought they were setting this guy up to be the big bad of the season. And, like, yeah. what... We were all. I mean, I don't. I know you and I were fooled, and I believe Tony was absolutely. Fooled,
0: like, yeah, absolutely
1: fooled. We all thought that's where that was going. Yeah. So great job on on the the great job on this show to really lead us one way and then twist it and make it even better than we thought it was going to be.
0: No, no, for sure. Um, so there was a let's let's talk about the ending as well because the ending was pretty wild when um, Edge goes oh, yeah. ahead and and pretty much goes after the. Um, uh, no, no, it wasn't. He was, was pretty much Lois's father, um, General General Lane, who is there yeah. with uh, Jonathan, and he's there with Jordan, and I forgot uh, Jordan's girlfriend's name, but the three he's got them in the car, and then he goes ahead and hits the truck. Truck goes flipping over. My first thought, which they did correct, it was, what are the chances that they're all wearing seatbelts in the back seat? I keep going with <laughs> <over> these ridiculous <laughs> logic things. But then they show them when the, when the truck stops flipping over twenty times, they're unclicking in the back. And I'm like, they are the only people who wear seatbelts in the back seat on this, on any universe, on any version of the multiverse. And thankfully, attention they to did.
1: detail, right there. Well, th- that's it. This is the this is the, the multiverse where everyone wears seatbelts in the back. That's its yes. distinguishing characteristic.
0: <laughs> Not the fact that Superman
1: and that's going nope. on no, no, in no. the
0: Arrowverse. That's I'm sorry, the CW nope. That's what's going
1: on. Um, That's it. Because, look, we saw we saw all the many incarnations of Superman in the, in the multiverse. We saw the many incarnations of the Flash and all these heroes. You know, we never saw another universe where people are buckling up in the backseat. I'm telling you, this is the only one. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um,
0: <laughs> so that ending. So in that scene, though, uh, Eradicator, Edge, whatever the hell you want to call him. You can go by any one of his many names. Um, he takes... Uh, Jordan Kent he takes him and you know we know he has abilities flies away with him and puts his father's subconsciousness in the kid and while that's going on Superman is like going bananas looking for him he can't track him down and he's under the assumption that Jordan's done like that's it he even hugs Lois and Lois is like what are we going to do I don't know what to do and like it's a pretty like traumatizing moment for them um, so you got him running around as, uh, eradicators pops now.
1: Yeah. Which I thought that was a really cool thing. Cause, cause now Superman has to face off against this guy in his son's body. Yeah, and, and I think he knows that's what just it's like, like. yep. And that's just going to be cool because you know he's not going to he's not going to fight he's not going to hurt his son he's not going to fight him so there's going to be conflict because that's that's the Superman right the Superman isn't just the the shut up and punch this is a Superman who's driven by his emotions he's and that that's going to be what what I find really interesting next week about how he gets through this right because he's not going to be able to just punch his son better and we know his son he's going to free his son that's a given so you know I want to see how he does it so that's it. I'm really excited about next week.
0: Yeah, no, they're shaping up for a pretty awesome uh, finale next week. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But we've we've been totally on board on on ride for the roller coaster of a season that they've had for their first one, and they've they really crushed it. Now comes the, the are you gonna nail it with the season finale thing? Like that's that's a tough thing to do. Yeah. And and I, I feel pretty good about it though. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna nail it. They 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 hit every single beat along the way. So.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't think I'm thinking about it now, I don't think there's been one dud of an episode all season. It's been like consistently good episodes. Like I there's not one I could point to that said that go, Oh God, you remember when they did this? So it's like I I think that says a lot and it it fills me with confidence that they'll stick the landing. And then hopefully season two they find some good places to go. You know, that's my my worry isn't that isn't them sticking the landing, it's them Sticking the next season and figuring out how to keep this really intelligent show going on the right track.
0: I've got a really good idea for season two, and his name it starts with John Cryer.
1: Oh, I, I hope so. I'd love to see some Lex.
0: Oh, man. Give me some Superman they- Lex action and my favorite Lex, my favorite live action
1: Lex. Hey, do you remember in Supergirl in that second episode when they set up that Lex Luthor was going to be a big bad of the season and then she went to the Phantom Zone and he disappeared and we haven't seen him since?
0: Yes, I remember that. And maybe you just <laughs> save him for Superman and Lois then because I don't know what the hell's going on with the second half of that season.
1: Who knows? We won't know till it comes back. But uh, I I don't know if it's anything like the first. I'm, I'm, I'm worried.
0: Yeah, well, they're taking the time slot of Superman and Lois after next week. So, okay. yeah, they'll be doing there, whatever the heck the second half is going to be, whether eight or 10 episodes. So we'll have a whole lot of Supergirl coming back. And fingers crossed we get some John Cryer action as uh, Lex Luthor. Um, all right. So the other uh, CW show that uh, aired this week and made its return is Stargirl for season two, uh, episode one. Uh, Jason, you want to you want to take the lead yeah. on this one? Is it, you're you're like yeah. very fresh with Stargirl.
1: Yeah, I, I like this a lot. So this this literally picks up where Stargirl last season ended off, right? Where they've vanquished the 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 Injustice League, uh, which I, th- I still think is a stupid name, but it's funny. I gotta play with it in the seasons too, yeah. Whatever. Uh but I thought this like I, I, I had trepidations about the show coming to CW, but the the budget seems to be there. The tone and the look of this show is still there. Uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed what they did. So now everything... So If you guys watched... Whoever you know watched the last episode of Stargirl before this... like There's a great moment in that episode... Where they're fighting the Injustice League... And uh, One Hour Man is dead set on killing... Murdering in cold blood Solomon Grundy... If he gets the chance. Because Solomon Grundy killed his parents. And uh, Wildcat... Who is a very spiritual, very religious person uh, is trying to talk him out of it, and she has a moment where she gets has a chance to kill who's that guy? Uh, the mesmerizing guy. Forget his name. But the, mes. Um, it doesn't matter. It, it's the guy who the uses mesmer- his mind, mind control. The oh, mes- uh, yeah, something I don't. Remember. Brainwave. That's it, brainwave. So she has yeah. a chance to kill brainwave, who pretty much. Tried to who killed his own son in front of her, who she liked, uh, and then tried to use the image of his son to trick her. So she winds up killing him, and the one hour man winds up not having it in him to kill Solomon Grundy and he lets him go. What I like about this episode is this is the fallout of that. We see him sort of feeding something which we're assuming is Solomon Grundy and befriending him, and I think. If they befriend Solomon Grundy, I think that'd be a really interesting way to go with that character. Um, we also see uh, the the Wildcat dealing with really uh, terrible guilt over murdering Brainwave. She actually has a conversation with Stargirl, where Stargirl's like, I don't know, he was going to kill us all. And she's like, but does that make it okay for what I did? And I, I really give this show... The credit for going there, for like that last episode, was a, a balls to the wall. We're fist fighting. You know what? We'll 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 deal with tomorrow when it gets here, and this is kind of tomorrow getting here. And I really like that they don't gloss over it. That it's still they're dealing with these emotions. Uh, we also have the the woman who the girl who gets the the uh, visor uh, from from Chuck, right? The the, yeah. the goggles. She's still dealing with the fact that Chuck is gone. And her parents are awful. She's got the worst parents in the fucking world. Uh, they are getting a divorce and not telling her. She found out because she came across their mail, which they didn't even bother to hide. They probably would have told her if they spent more than five minutes with her. I really hate her parents. Um, well, she loves and then, them. She uh,
0: absolutely adores her parents.
1: She does. She does. But that's because no one else gets her attention. No, She's I know. a poor little abusive girl, you know? It's terrible. It's, sad.
0: it's It's actually, I feel really bad for her.
1: I do too, which is why I really hope she gets Chuck back because Chuck was her end. and and th- th- I think she will. They're they're teasing at it. We see at the end that the Chuck personality comes back online, but doesn't recognize her. So th- they'll mend that. Uh, what else did I miss? Stargirl has to go to summer school because she failed a bunch of classes, which doesn't surprise me because she, she was. Bit, at least at least that off. was realistic. Yeah, that was realistic. That she was, was realistic. To be in Stargirl. Girl. <laughs> Like, as a high school teacher, if one of my students is Stargirl, probably not passing my like, – well, they're probably passing my class, but they're probably not passing a teacher's <laughs> class who's more stringent with their grades. I'm a sucker. I'll just uh, – you know, give me a sob story. I'll help you out. But uh, She, was, she uh, would but tell yeah.
0: you straight out, hey, listen, I'm Stargirl. I'm fighting supervillains at night. And you'd be like, listen, I'll cut you some slack. It's
1: okay. I, I, look, let me tell you something. If one of my students said I am a superhero and I fight stuff at night – I wouldn't believe it, but I'd be like, all right, you know what? That's creative enough. I like that. You made me laugh. Yeah. I've got a story to tell my friends. I'll work with you. <laughs> then, then, of course, if she pulled the staff out and showed it to me, then then I'd have to fail her because she'd be breaking my one rule. Don't ever tell me if you were a superhero. I don't want to know if you're a real superhero. <laughs> don't put you're me sure, in danger sure. like that. Now you're in danger. Now I'm in danger. Exactly. Uh, this okay some great moments between Pat and his wife, which I really love their marriage. they want to go up to Yellowstone Park and they have a moment where they're they both kind of like dance when they like go to Yellowstone, go to Yellowstone. It was just a nice couple moments it Was uh you know I think uh, Wilson Luke Wilson's really great in this show um and then it ends with we see that uh, they are gonna be starting a new injustice league and it's the doctor's daughter uh, the girl who's like, the most evil of all the kids from the first season and she's like she lays out a bunch of pictures and it's pretty much all of the kids of the villains and then it's uh it's Dugan's kid it's Luke Wilson's kid uh, as a recruit and it kind of ends there so I really enjoyed this I, I really enjoyed this episode I loved how the last season wrapped up their story but left some threads and this just jumped on those threads. A lot of shows, they go, okay, well, now it's the next season. So we're going to say a year has gone by and all this has happened. And and that kind of annoys me because it's like I would not have liked to have seen that. But they don't do that here. They, they jump right into it and we have an extension of where we left off. And I think it works. And I am super excited to continue on with this episode or this show.
0: Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the show. And I think the show, like in, in this episode and, in, and the show in general, I just kind of feel like, it has a different vibe from the other episodes. It kind of has its own spiel, its own thing. Like with blue Mm -hmm. Valley seeming like it's stuck in the fifties for some reason, whatever that is, you know, very, um, middle America, you know, I don't know. It has that whole vibe. Everyone's driving like fifties cars for some, whatever reason that is. And and it's very wholesome and stuff like that. But yeah, there's super villains and the injustice society, like running around underneath it under the damn school and all of that. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I got, I got two things. The, the, the. We find at the end that the girl who shows up as Green Lantern's daughter, as she literally says, "I am Green oh, Lantern's daughter."
1: Right. I forgot right? about that. Actually, no, no, I'm that's fine.
0: That. So she goes into this whole thing with with Stargirl, and it's like a little bit of a fight there. Uh, no, not a little bit of a fight. It is a damn fight. They they throw down. But she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm Green Lantern's daughter." So I have a question. We kind of have an idea of how people get chosen as to be lanterns. Correct? Because she has the whole Lantern and everything. It's not just because, mm-hmm. you know, um, that was my dad or that was my daughter or whatever it is. Like, the ring kind of has to choose you. So I'm curious to so, see how the ring chose the daughter. I mean, it's certainly within yeah. reason. Right? It is reason. I'm not saying it's completely batshit crazy.
1: I think my, my only question. question is my only question for you, and I, you would know this more than me. Uh, does the same green lantern rules apply to the old green lantern right because this isn't like the green lantern and the flash that we know this is like the the golden age comics right and so they're different characters is it the same is it the same deal that the ring chooses you or was it different then to my knowledge
0: the ring has to choose you it has to okay. be the protector of of every planet now listen she could be good. Maybe she's a really good person and the ring shows her, and that's fine. And I'll give this show credit. They will address it. They're not going to just yes. blindly keep going and say, well, you're a daughter of a superhero. She automatically gets to be a superhero. Not, not, that's not necessarily. Yeah. That would be and
1: they make clear, clear that that's not their ethos because they tease in the first season that Stargirl's da- dad was Starman, and he wasn't. Her dad was a shiftless piece of garbage. Exactly. So, so, like, so, I yeah, they they make that clear. Like, you don't have to. It, it's not a lineage thing. It's a deserving thing. So, I, I think you're right. They're going to address it.
0: They'll definitely address it. So, I think the other thing is this: where do we think it's going? Because we see Joe McHale is yes. there because they did tease that at the end, which I admit I did slip my mind since watching. Him. But then when I saw him, I'm like, that's right. So, Starman is in the picture, and apparently. Is trying to find Stripe, and everything. Like he's trying to find Luke Wilson and everything. That's that's at least it appears. Where do you think that's going? Like, is he gonna come back and like want the staff back, or is the staff like, are we gonna find out that Starman's a total douchebag, or like, what's the deal with that? I don't. I'm not really sure where they're going with that.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, because also, we don't know how he's back. I mean, I saw that first episode. He was very clearly murdered. I mean, he died in his arms. Did he not? I'm Uh, pretty sure he did. I don't know where it's going. I'd like, I hope that they don't make him a villain. Just because I like Joel McHale, and I I don't think we need, like, Starman as the villain of this. So, like, if he wants this, because if he wants the staff back, he's the villain. You know what I'm saying? This this isn't called Starman. This is called Stargirl. It's our fucking staff, you know? That's it. The staff has moved um, on, buddy. That's it. Uh, what I'm hoping is it's more just character stuff for Stripesy and some reconciliation that he didn't get. Like, that's what I'm kind of hoping it is. This show takes takes time to do character moments and character beats like i mean that's the whole thing with her her father right like you finally meet her father and you think it's going to be oh my god is it Starman? is it someone important and it's a guy who's trying to grift his own daughter and it's just a character beat it's it's just to make you understand where she's coming from and i kind of hope that that's what this joel McHale is going to be doing for stripes giving us you know why did he quit because she brings yeah. it up. She kind of throws it at him. Well, you know, I'm yeah. not going to quit like you. And then she feels bad. She walks it back. But yeah. the show has brought it in. So maybe this is a way to sort of see how Stripesy spent his time before he met Stargirl's mom and after Joel McHale died in his arms, you know?
0: Yeah, which is actually something I would like to know a little bit more about because it seems like it went on Me for too. Like, a, little, a little while there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seemed there was a big gap between when he was stripesy and then when he was moving his family to Blue Valley, and he also has a son, so which means, you know, he was—he's he, had lovers in the past. He's had relationships. Uh, yeah. I mean, we don't know if is the son the, supposed to be this uh, the 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 son of the the waitress, or are there others? Like, we don't know.
0: Yeah, and then we'll find out because there's got to be a reason why. Um... What's name, Wizard King's daughter has him has his son on the radar.
1: Right, it's right, gotta exactly. Be something
0: that he, something's got to be to him. So, a lot of a lot of mystery to unpack there with Star Girl, which does a good job with that whole like mystery type thing and reveal crazy reveals and stuff.
1: It does. I think my favorite reveal of this show was when they in the first season I think it was the last episode of the penultimate episode where they're going through what the bad guys want, the Injustice Society want. They're like free health care for everyone. Uh, everyone should be equally socioeconomically. And they're like, no one should be discriminated against by race or gender. And I think it was it's the girl with the glasses. She's like, are we on the right side here? And I think that <laughs> revealed that what the villains wanted was actually really good for society. It's just the way of going about it was terrible. Maybe not I killing that was people my and all that. Idea.
0: And mind-waving right. everyone
1: was probably not the best idea. Right. That's a bit too far, but but what they wanted was noble. Sounds like Thanos. Sounds like uh, you know. Sounds like a lot of things.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> mass genocide is usually where you kind of lose a lot of people.
1: That's true. That's true. That uh, Mass genocide. That's where things get dicey.
0: Uh, yeah, you gotta find another way. Um, all <laughs> right, so we're gonna So let, let's transition it on. And before we transition it on. To uh the new MCU show. We have a uh our special guest, uh, uh what if we had a special guest? <laughs> what if we had a special guest? And here he is, up, Tim dude? Tavala.
2: Gentlemen, what is on? going on? How's everything?
0: Chilling, man, chilling. What's going on with you? Can't complain. Same old crap, man. Same old crap.
2: I do I do have a quick uh story I'd like to tell you, if that's okay. Sure. Well, it's inside, it's not really inside information, but you know, I work at ABC, which is owned by Disney, and I'm in the cafeteria, and I hear a guy say to another guy, Oh, I leave in two weeks to start Black Panther 2. So nice. me being me being me, I, I mosey <laughs> my way on I, I my way on over, and I don't know the guy. And I say, Listen, I have a lot of cash if you tell me who Black Panther, who the new Black Panther is. And he goes, Dude, I have no idea, they're not gonna tell me that kind of stuff. He goes, well, who do you think it is? I said, Well, I think it's gonna be Sherry, of course. A lot of people do. He goes, That that's the girl, right? I go, yeah. So how, you know he doesn't know anything that's going on. He goes, Yeah, that's the girl, the sister. He goes, yeah. Oh yeah, that, he, he goes, that's who I'm working with. I, I'm I'm doing two weeks with her. I was like, You mother I was like, Okay, never mind. I said, Well, if you want to come back and give me a little inside info, I might make it I, I might make it worth your while.
0: But
2: that's my story. But I, I I thought it was pretty cool that that I stumbled upon that just by accident.
0: That, Tim, you're gonna get the poor guy fired. Awesome. You know that they have NDAs and all this crap that they gotta sign their lives away.
2: <laughs> what <laughs> hap- What happens in the ABC cafeteria stays in the ABC cafeteria.
0: Oh, so that's <laughs> the loophole to get through all Kevin Feige's like. Um, um,
2: um, unless I come on this show and reveal <laughs> it anyway, I don't care.
0: True. <laughs> 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 sure. Or this might happen be a conversation it's fair. we have offline. <laughs> it's or
2: we fair just put, to say that the- I, I think this is gonna happen, and then you say it. I think yes. it I might. Think. Could be, but I don't know. Possibly? Yes. But the, no. What
1: the guy it made happens. it very clear. Exactly. What if it happens? The guy made it very clear. He doesn't know who Black Panther is. And yes, he's working with Shuri. So he didn't let anything go. We all know Shuri's in the movie. But the three of us know that all of that equals one thing. Mephisto. Oh, here we go Mephisto. It typically does. That, that <laughs> or Mojo. One
0: or the other.
1: <laughs> one of the and other. We all know that, guy, we all know I, that I, by now. I had a friend of mine actually blow my mind. You know the character Arcade? Which I have the action figure. I'll show it to you guys right here. Arcade, uh, little-known X-Men villain. He called he called Mojo. He's like, isn't Mojo just like Intergalactic Arcade? And I went, oh my god. They are the same character, except they, they get the same thing. They do the same thing. How did I never Pretty see much. it before? Pretty much. Pretty much.
0: That's like I said, Kevin, Kevin from Home Alone and uh, John McClane.
1: Whoa. That's right. Boom! <laughs> that is.
2: It's a mind blower right there.
0: Bulls <laughs> was trying to defend their, yeah. their stuff assignment. Hey. That's right. I'll take it. Um Gina, that's a good question. Who the hell who does not know Black Panther by now? I mean, come on. I know. Well,
2: he was he wasn't sure who sure he was. That's all. You know, some of these, some of these Nerds who get to work on these movies make me sick because they're all there. They're all their millennial twenty-year-olds who are just doing this to get their foot in the door. Have no idea if they're standing in the in the foot of greatness, like where a guy like me or you or or you know you two guys would die to be in that room or Absolutely. on that set with them. And it's just like it's just you know just another job to them. Yeah, that's, so
0: that's this world we live in, unfortunately. Um, but all right, let's get into it. So, uh, on on Disney Plus this week, uh, MCU. Dropped their first their first animated project, which was What If, and the first episode titled What If Captain Carter Were the First Avenger. So, the pretty much you get the introduction from Watcher, you know, and he um, pretty much just says there's one choice that can like butterfly effect butterfly effect where it can change everything else. And it's real simple, you know. Steve Rogers, uh, you know, the the uh, Hydra gets in there, tries to go ahead and and steal the Super Soldier Serum. Steve Rogers jumps out of the thing, doesn't quite get in it, gets shot, can't go into the tube to get the Super Soldier Serum, and Peggy gets it back, and Peggy's like, listen, it's going to go to waste. we got to get somebody in there. And he goes ahead. What the heck just happened? Sorry, uh- <laughs> I, was, I was turning my stuff down. So, yeah, <laughs> Peggy jumps in there and takes the Super Soldier Serum, and, it can, and uh, everything goes on, so... You know, Steve Rogers is skinny Steve Rogers. He remains that way. And ends up becoming... Uh, gets a big suit called the Hydra Stopper from Howard Stark, which I thought was freaking awesome.
1: And that's a great name, by the way. That is a great name. That yeah, is a great name. Big old, it's pretty much... The, the Hydra Stopper is just... It's the Iron Man suit, except it doesn't look as cool, and it's got some Tesseract stuff in it.
0: Exactly. It's powered by the Tesseract, you know, essentially. Which yeah. They find it and You know, I, I my favorite thing about this was... How they stuck true to a lot of the beats in Captain America the First Avenger, but obviously swapped it with with uh, with Agent Carter being involved there and you know who ends up naming us you know self Captain Carter. Um, I thought that was really, really cool. I like the fact that they got most of the voice work back. Did you guys really get thrown off by the guy who was Steve Rogers because obviously it was not Chris Evans? No. Didn't bother uh, me. I just I just yeah. went with it. Yeah. Yeah, that was good.
2: Same reason they didn't have Tommy Lee Jones. They had uh, the other guy. I was like, whatever. You, you got to let something slide.
0: Yeah, it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. It wasn't like that jarring and stuff. But I thought it was cool to see uh, Haley Atwell back as Peggy Carter. And then you got Dominic Cooper to, to come back and, re- and uh, reprise his role as, as Howard Stark. I think they got everything they did. And uh, also, um, damn it, Ar- that's Armin Zola. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot his name. It's oh, Kobe I forget his earlier. name,
1: yeah.
0: And he had a very small part, but he was in there. And I, I thought yeah, that no, was it really was cool. cool to see him but yeah you got some of those iconic shots where they're busting in the Hydra base and like leading the way with the gun and the shield and this time it's uh, Agent Asian Carter and stuff like that and they kept I think I think my favorite part too was that they kept the relationship between Peggy and Steve still remained very much intact obviously Peggy being the super soldier this time and you know and doing her thing but it wasn't like they just put Steve off to the side and he was suddenly like incompetent or whatever like I thought that was pretty cool, the whole you know, owing a dance and things like that, and like not knowing how to dance, you haven't found the right partner stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I yeah, I
1: felt
2: like okay, Jason, go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. No, no, go ahead. Um, yeah, at first I was I, 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 see I was opposite. At first, mm-hmm. I didn't like the Hydro Buster. I was like, ah, it's kind of dumb. I gotta make him the but it grew on me towards the end of the episode. I was like, all right, this is actually pretty cool. It was a good way to keep Steve you know, uh, viable throughout the show. Um, but at first I was like, Oh, really? We're doing this Iron Man in 1942, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, whatever. But yeah, I, I actually really liked it. Yeah. I liked the relationship they kept with them too. Um, yeah. I mean, I just thought, I thought the animation was fantastic. I was a little worried about that in the beginning too. Yeah, I so. Um, no, but I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a great episode. Great first episode. Uh, yeah, they, 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 the, the, the relationship is also great. And I love the fact with Bucky, all his little, all his little one-liners about losing an arm and all those other crap that they had. <laughs> yeah. leaning towards what, what, yeah. what, he, what he almost was, was really, really good.
0: Yeah, I thought that was cozy. Cool. Yeah, I was like, oh my, yeah, you almost ripped my arm off. And you're like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If you only knew the half of it, Buck. If you only knew the half of it. <laughs> so Jason, what were you going to say? I
1: so I, I agree. I think my favorite part about this is the relationship between Steve and Peggy and how they kept it, except Peggy's a super soldier. And you know, and I like the fact that Steve's still around. It makes sense that okay, I can build this suit. I'm gonna give it to Steve Rogers. I we were gonna give him the fucking super soldier serum. Why not give him this suit? That makes sense. Um, I like I liked that Peggy that we saw that Peggy had to overcome the fact that she was a woman soldier. And yes. they kept making comments about that. And I thought that was, you know, they didn't beat it to death, but it was there. And I think not having it there is a disservice because that would have happened. But also not having the whole episode be about that was very smart. Um, I liked it. I liked that this, this mirrored the beats of the Captain America movie. But I'm going to say that if, if every episode mirrors beats of a movie, I'm going to be tired of this show quickly. Like because I like I watched this and I enjoyed it. I think this is this is whatever everyone's always wanted to see. What what if Peggy Carter was Captain America? So we got to see that. You know, it doesn't necessarily make sense to me how she beats back tentacles into a vortex and comes out and she's in, you know, in front of Nick Fury. But whatever, it doesn't matter. We're, We're we're going the Captain America route. But I've read what if comics that started with what if Gwen Stacy survived. And ended with like Norman Os, uh, Harry- no Norman Osborn, showing the world is Peter Parker's Superman, and uh, Aunt May having a heart attack. She hates Superman so much. So like, I'm hope Spider-Man. what I'm saying is, is, I hope they go Spider Man, rather. Yeah, I'm sorry. What I'm saying is, I hope they don't just do safe ones like this. I hope we get ones that will show us like, no, no, things can go crazy because that's what that What If comic was about. Like, you start with yeah. a simple premise and you you end with the end of the world sometimes it's like how did we get here and so i'm just hoping like because i had read something today i think that someone posted in our uh our group granny's phd about how they they didn't want to do spider-man becoming an actual spider what if spider-man became a real spider because they thought it was too dark and too much body horror and not not in brand and whereas i don't necessarily need that particular what if that reaction worries me because I think the whole point of what if is to show like, no, we can get crazy. We can show you crazy things with these characters. So my my, my ruling on this is I really, really enjoyed this episode, but I hope that the next episodes take more chances and deviate from the reality of the, the, the MCU.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that. And, I, and I, I agree. I think for the first episode, it's fine. And we get a lot of cool stuff here. And her going into the Tesseract and stuff like that, I was like, I, I was fine with that. I, I had no problem with that. Um, I would say, by the way, Ross Mark one who has picked up the mantle for, um, damn it, uh, name is Agent Smith. His real name's escaping me at the moment. Very, right? Sam, help me out here.
2: Uh, yeah, I forgot his name too.
0: Um, <laughs> Hugo Weaving.
2: Yeah, it was, it was right uh, there. Hugo it Weaving. Right there. Yes. It was
0: right there. So he picked up from it. He picked up from him since Avengers: Infinity War, dude. I can't tell the difference.
2: No, he's a great impressionist. Yeah, star. I he's can't fantastic. either. He he's incredible. You ever, you ever
0: watch he's his incredible. impressions? He does. I love them. You put Dude, me on He, he is dead on. He is hysterical. He's one he, of my favorites. He's great. And I just, watching those scenes and then in my mind, knowing that it's Ross Marcon instead of Hugo leaving, I'm like, man, you can't. It's seamless. Like It's so incredible yeah. that he's able to do that. He brings Red Skull like completely all in, like back to life. I thought that was cool. And then... You know, Peggy wakes up and she comes out of Tesseract and Nick Fury asks him what happened and we get that whole thing again. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to see them deviate a little bit more, but I think for this episode it works for me that they did stick to a lot of it and gave her some, a couple of other things. But I also thought I heard that Agent Carter is, I'm sorry, Captain Carter because she's been upgraded, uh, is going to appear in other episodes of this series. So she's she's supposed to be dropping in other things. So I wonder if this is like a what if, and then we get, is are they all sort of somewhat oh. connected by the other choices? I don't know that yet.
1: Like, like we're they, all you know, in the same multiverse.
0: Yeah, I was starting to wonder that. If that's true, I mean, it could not be true. And Sam, I'm sorry, you were going to say something.
2: Don't forget, this could just be a big advertisement for uh Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We might see Captain Carter come in the movie. We'd I like know. I've see it. seen that know, it out there too. All, to all this that. stuff, all this stuff, could possibly be coming to to this to this one movie, which is going to be absolutely crazy if it is. But you know, Hayley Atwell, she loves Captain Carter and Agent Carter. She'll definitely come back and play her. So we may get to see her suit up. Well, that would be out, outstanding if she does. That'd be I awesome love
0: to see that. That's awesome. Yeah, no, she's she's all in with this character. And if you didn't like it, if you, uh, did both of you guys watch Agent Carter once the, the the had the two uh, seasons? I, I never finished finish actually...
2: it. I didn't finish it, but
0: I watched the first couple. It's on Disney Plus. If you get a chance, check it out. I thought that was really cool. That was that was a really good series, both of those. You know, okay, I say the one thing I was disappointed
2: was with I wanted to see more of what happened in the future. Only because the Avengers and yes. everything, right? Not not just yeah. that though, but there's no Winter Soldier. So
0: yeah.
2: Tony Stark's father doesn't die. Tony Stark. You know, Obadiah stain doesn't take over the company. Does mm-hmm. does Tony Stark is he just a Playboy asshole? Iron Man. That's what he, I think. He, so. he, become Iron Man. he might just be that drunk Playboy asshole who has wants nothing to do with anything. That's the kind of stuff I would like to have seen. Uh but I understand it's you know it's a forty minute show, whatever the hell it is, you can't show all that stuff. But that would have been pretty cool to see that timeline. Because don't forget, she pops out in the Avengers movie. Well, mm-hmm. what we think is the Avengers movie because that's where Loki came out with yeah. Hawkeye and uh and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. So I don't know, but I would like to have seen that because I said that the trail that goes on into, into, into today's world would have been great to see what exactly happened. So I hope, like you said, Jason, I hope they get a little more involved into the changes that were made throughout that universe timeline.
0: Yeah, and I, I also do wonder if, if they are connected because I know there's another episode where we're going to get a Killmonger saving Tony from the bomb.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a, like, right. we, that's 100% happening. So I wonder if that's a ramification to, them, like you said, of, that one choice that happened with, with Peggy, and, and, it, and it keeps going, because then we know is going to become a Star-Lord and all this other stuff. So maybe that's because Killmonger isn't involved, and Killmonger was too busy in Afghanistan saving Tony. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's it it'll be pretty interesting. Or maybe they have all one season loosely tied together. By different choices, and maybe it is one version of the multiverse. I mean, I don't know.
1: I, I'm curious then how the the zombie episode fits in, because that's not the that's not the last episode of the series, right? Um,
0: no, I don't think it is. I I forgot what episode they said it was, but it's um, yeah, it's definitely, in. and that's what got me thinking about this body horror thing because I saw the same article that said that they didn't want to do right. the Spider-Man turning into an actual like human spider. And they said it's too much body horror. I'm like, but we're getting a Marvel Zombies right. episode.
1: Which I think would be so, more body horror than turning into a spider. I mean I would
0: say, and I know in, in that episode we're getting zombie hunter Spider-Man, who looks like he has like uh, I'm pretty sure he has Doctor Strange's like uh cloak over there.
1: Oh that's cool. That's cool.
0: Yeah, so that should be pretty cool. Um all right, so let's jump into the uh let's jump into Titans. Nice. Season three Episodes one through three dropped on HBO Max. Uh, was it Thursday? I believe it was Thursday when it dropped. Or was it Friday? I think so. I don't yeah, know. I watched, I watched them all last night. Yeah, no, I watched them all uh, earlier today. Um, yeah, Tim, you caught up on Titans, right? I, li-
2: I literally just watched uh, Hank's ass swim in the pool about 20 minutes ago. Spoiler alert. Anyone wanting to see Hank's ass? But yeah, I literally just watched it right before he came on, so I'm all caught up.
0: I feel like we get a lot of Hank's ass in, in his uh these three seasons of uh Titans. This is the first time hey, we've gone through this. If I had if that body had nice I, I, I,
2: I would never wear clothes if I had that guy's ass, <laughs> that guy's body. So I would I'd be naked if I, I'd be naked right now on this show if yeah. I had that guy's body.
1: <laughs> Save me here. If I had that guy's body, I would never put clothes on for this show. No, like, hi guys, never. good to see you. <laughs>
2: I, 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 I'd run to the store in a Speedo if I look like that, dude. So it's all good to go. <laughs> great show. I, I absolutely – I have to curse. Fucking love this show, man. It is so great. It's such a great show. Great show. It fulfills our, our – our, uh, well, most of our fantasies of, you know, first of all, cursing. We want to hear superheroes be real. Mm-hmm. And then the violence. Like I don't care – superhero or not, you're, you're going to have guys who want to mess people up, going to beat the shit out of people. And this, that's what this show gives you all that. Bloody, violent beatings and cursing and all that stuff. So it's such a great show.
0: Yeah, there's no holding back. I mean, they don't go yeah, to the levels was. of like boys or anything because that show just goes above and beyond anything possibly imaginable. Yeah, but-, but it goes with the violence that fits the tone of a DC show like Tim was saying that you want to see go a bit R-rated you know, it's definitely R rated, I-, I would say. I don't even, or is it just MA or something like that? I don't know what the heck it is. Um, but we get a live action Death in the Family. I mean, it goes, it starts, episode one kicks yes. off right
1: away. And that's the funny thing is when we talked, when you and I talked about the trailer, I was like, oh, my God, we're going to get Death in the Family at some point. And it's like, no, no, we're going to get it in the first five minutes of the first episode. Like, that is literally the first thing that happens is mm-hmm. Robin calls Bruce and Robin's doing this, inhaling this drug, which I'm sure is making him more aggressive. I don't remember if they, they explained what that was in not the yet, previous not season. Okay. Uh, and then he like the the joker is at an amusement park, and Bruce tells him, "No, don't go, and he goes. And like you and and I think the way they do it is perfect. You don't see the joker's face. You hear the laugh. You see him come up with the the crowbar, and then you see his shoes as he's beating him down. And that's all you need. I think like I don't need to see. Like, like a Homelander-style, like, boys yeah. cracking in skulls for this, you know? I think this was the perfect amount. But the fact that it happens in the first five minutes, like, they kicked this off. We got Red Hood by the end of the first episode, I believe, or at least the beginning of the second. Like, they get right into it.
0: Yeah, there's no. they waste absolutely no time. I mean, they obviously took liberties with the death and the family story with Jason Saw, so, which is fine, but they made it fit within, like, this universe or whatever.
1: Yeah. And because this is a Titan's. This is a Titan's death in the family. This isn't a Batman death in the family. So that's the yeah. difference. Exactly. And it works for me. I mean, I wasn't...
0: Some people get to stick up their ass about, oh, it's not comics accurate, blah, 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 blah. Shut up. It's got the point. It gets the point across, right. whatever. Well, often, what, what, what we're then, believing
2: I in always, the first three episodes is that the drug that Jace was met with is what kept keeps him yes. alive yeah. and what's making yeah. him a little loony. That wasn't in the comic, right? That's not. No, that, no, he, no, he just became Red Hood because he was pissed off that yeah. Batman left him for die well, for
1: death. So, but let me let me because I, I just reread this recently. Uh, let me remind everyone what comics accurate Red Hood is about. So, Jason Todd had been dead for years, like since the eighties, and then mm-hmm. a cosmic being. I don't know, sneeze or their stomach grumble. Like it's something that's stupid. Where they And they, they do this and they shake the foundations of reality and they bring Jason Todd back. And Jason Todd wakes up, a la Buffy the Vampire Slayer, in his crypt or in his coffin and he pulls himself out and he's partially insane because he woke up in the crypt and he's pissed because Batman didn't kill the Joker. That Batman yes. let, let the Joker get away with his Crime, so it's very different. And comic book accurate, like Red Hood, is ridiculous. That it's a cosmic being bringing a kid back ten years later. Like, so anyone who's going to stick up their ass for the comics accurate, like, go reread the comic and tell me if that works for you. Because I don't think that worked for me at all in the comic. No,
2: well, that's, we, we, that's, we don't really. That's, need uh, that's like Watchmen. People who bitch they wanted the giant vagina monster at the end, right? That no, wouldn't have worked on on a movie. The giant vagina monster that no. would have been stupid. So I like what they did with that.
0: Yeah, we don't yeah some Yeah, too. Some things you've got to let go and understand that they adapted. They would look ridiculous if you put it on screen. And Jason, Jason, that's 100% correct. Like, we, we don't need random aliens waking Jason Todd up. No. And this is definitely not 10 years. This is like pretty quick. Like, no. This dude comes back pretty yeah. quickly, whether we find out. He faked his own death because they never really revealed in the first three episodes Jason Todd's complete motivation just yet.
1: We don't know what's going on with him because no, we don't really. know what's, why he's so pissed off. Like I kind of think that he's pissed off because of, uh, of the Titans and because he left the Titans. Like, I don't think his anger is at Batman in this incarnation of it. I think it's at, uh, it's at Nightwing and the Titans, and I believe that because one of the very first things they show us is him having a flashback of when he was dropped by Deathstroke. In the second yeah. season, from the top of the skyscraper. So I think all of this leads back to that moment, and this is kind of him not dealing with that moment, and he's just gone crazy. So that's that's my prediction of the his motivation.
2: But Superboy saved him. It's like, dude, come on, relax. I understand getting dropped out of a building is a little traumatic, but when you got Superboy that catching you, it's like, oh, that was that was kind of cool. Now that I now that I know I'm alive.
0: I thought he was going when Jason I first T- saw that happen. I, I thought yeah. that was his death in the family moment. Yep. And, and I thought and
2: it the was way they brought great. Superboy in. Yeah, that was good. It's pretty awesome. That
1: the way good. they brought him in, I thought it was great because you get his episode and the whole episode you're watching like, okay, this is cool and all, but what the fuck does this have to do with Jason Todd falling from the skyscraper? And then it gets to yeah. the end and he's like, oh, there's Jason Todd falling from the skyscraper. Better <laughs> save him. <laughs>
2: yeah, it is. It's great. I, I, I was a little weary about that, too, because uh, before I got caught up, I, I accidentally caught a, a YouTube clip of Superboy. I was like,
1: Superboy?
2: I was like, come on, really? And then, again, I watched the episode. I was like, all right, this makes sense. They made it make sense. They make it work. I, I like where they're going with it. I even like the dog. I wasn't going to like the yeah, dog right away. Yeah, like,
1: right.
0: I, Dude, I, Crypto I, was I, awesome in, the first, in that opening scene. Yes, he was. And I know. was like,
2: this is actually really cool. Uh, so, right, they just—they just, they just said they just make everything work, and that's why. Like, and even like you said, <clears throat> it's only been a week or two since Jason died, yeah, and he's back and he's pissed, and and, and it's working. I knew he was a little shit because yeah. he was always a little shit, but he is playing a really good villain, a r- yeah, really, really good villain. Is. I mean, it's only three episodes, two episodes with villain. He's playing a really great villain. This kid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Isn't this Go the on, perfect just... casting for Jason Todd? Like, I, when I first saw this kid as Jason Todd, I was like, this is the perfect casting. Like, I, because, because he is a douche and he is full of himself, but he's also a kid and he's also troubled. And this actor really gets all of that and has since his first appearance in the first season. And that's why I'm uh, excited I, to see him as the villain now. I said the same thing as, as, uh,
2: Dick Grayson. I think that's absolutely perfect casting for Dick Grayson.
0: The Grayson's awesome on this Oh yeah, that oh, is, that's the best. And person, I've, I've, yeah.
2: I've always been a Robin sympathizer. My only problem with Robin is the tights. That's my only problem with Robin has always been the tights. I think I think mm-hmm. it's a great character. I've always defended him. And like I said, this guy has really brought this character to life. I actually, I love his torment, his turmoil. I mean, he's easing on it now, which is good.
0: Yeah, he's. You can see the character development. Yeah, he's growing yeah. up a little bit, moving on. But
2: yeah, I love the fact that he hated Bruce Wayne for what he did to him. Like, he's, Dude, I be like, you turned you into a fucking lethal machine. I think that's awesome, but yeah. he had a problem with it. He didn't like what he became. And this, I said, this actor—I don't know any of their names. This, I think, that him and Jason are the two best casting jobs on this show. Fantastic,
1: phenomenal. Yeah, Tim, what do you think about the Batman? Since since we're talking, that's what I, talking I'm about. Sorry. I was to talk about.
0: literally, yeah. I was going there. Let's talk about <laughs> Batman and Batman in these in in season three, though, because Batman like what. We pick up where, well, uh, I, yeah, we'll get to Tim's, because I want to hear what he has to say, too, because I know Tim was a Game of Thrones guy, as just like I was, so which is where we reckon that's the only thing I know him from. Uh, yeah. Actually, I, I, bullshit, he was in that Tomb Raider fucking movie from a long time ago, too. Yeah, there's a reason to mention that. Yeah. No. No, I, I was going to tell you, I was going to say
2: it just now. If there's the third best casting, it's that dude as Bruce as a grumpy old Bruce Wayne. He wow. is fan, he is fancy he's the third best casting job in that job I love that dude I love him as a grumpy Bruce Wayne as an old I, that's how Bruce Wayne would be I, I absolutely think it's fantastic he, he is so good in that show and he makes you really feel Batman's pain for the 20 30 years that he's been doing that job
0: so, All right, yeah. mean, no go ahead. because go got right, we, go we gotta ask you um, go ahead, ask Jason and I have talked about this so our problem with this is that we're fine with the casting for what he does on this show, right? Like the wacky dancing, Bat 2 seeing, like in Jason and, and Dick Grayson's line from last season. That was, was phenomenal.
1: That was, it was, it was great. great.
0: But my only issue, and Jason, we, you agreed, is do you yep. see him suiting up as Batman still? Like, shouldn't he just be a retired Batman?
2: Well, I get, maybe that's why they don't ever show him suit up as Batman? Yes, exactly. My I problem mean, is
0: that they say he's active still. That's my only issue with it. I don't think we're ever going to get Batman.
2: I don't think Dick Grayson's ever... I don't think they're going to get Dick Grayson. I don't think they're going to do it. I think, I think DC is not going to allow him to be Batman on the show either. Like, you're never going to see Joker. And you're never going to see Batman because those characters are out there in the movies right now. They're mm-hmm. popular out there you know, in, in, that, in that universe. I don't think they're going to ever show them. Can, he, can I picture him being Batman? I don't know. He's, he's bigger than Michael Keaton was.
0: He was. It's. I don't know. It's just that I have a problem seeing him shooting up. Yeah, for uh, for an active Batman, and I know that there's the Dark Knight Returns story, but like, forget that because this seems like it's at a different point in Batman's
1: you know story right there. But also, the Dark Knight Returns story, he's Ben Affleck jacked in that. He doesn't. He's not like. He doesn't look like Adam West, and I think. No. And I agree with you, Tim. I like this this actor a lot in what he does here, and I think part of what I like is he does kind of have Adam shades of Adam West because I think Adam West was a really good Bruce Wayne, um, and which is why the whole Batusi works because you can see it, um, but like. Bruce but, – but that's not like – that's not jacked Dark Knight Returns Ben Affleck Batman. This is something different, mm-hmm. and that's why I don't see him getting in the suit. That's that's my only problem with him. Uh, yeah. I, don't I don't think we're ever getting the Batman, ever. No, no. I yeah, think we're well, probably the only not.
0: time we ever saw Batman yeah. was in the season finale of episode one where in Dick Grayson's whole mind with the whole Batman thing. That's – I think I agree with you. That's the only yeah. time we're ever going to see Batman yeah. in this. Bruce will be it. I'll dance be clear, around it, but –
1: I don't need to see Batman in this. My no. whole thing is just, I just, if you're going to tell me you have an active Batman, you need to have an actor who I can picture going out and being an active Batman. And this, I don't like, know if this isn't it. Like if.
0: Yeah, go, Jay's finished it.
1: No, no, no. I was going to say, this just for me isn't it. Like if he was a retired Batman, if this guy was playing like a Batman Begins, or not Batman Begins, a uh, Batman Beyond. I'd be like, no, that's perfect, because it's exactly grumpy-ass old Bruce Wayne, not giving a shit anymore. I think he would do it. But again, I just can't picture him. But it, it doesn't matter, because we're never, as you said, Tim, we're never going to see him in the Bat suit. Okay,
2: but now you picture the same guy in Game of Thrones, where he kicked major ass. It's yes, the same guy.
1: I never saw Game yeah. of, but I never saw Game of Thrones. Okay. I think thing. that I was think for to...
0: me. I think that was more for me, because yeah. I, he knows I watch Game of Thrones. He kicks that's major a ass point. in Game of Thrones, too. So, I mean, it's the same okay.
2: guy. Plus, you got to remember that. And this isn't me. This is this is this is you, Batman people. And bear, if bear was watching right now, he'd come in too. Bruce Wayne is the perfect specimen of man. He is the perfect embodiment of everything that you need to be a man. It's, his muscles are whatever the fuck they are. He's like a perfect thing. he. he so I could see him doing that until. His 50s and his 60s, no problem. I mean, if Ric Flair can still wrestle in in 50 and 60, why can't this superly trained Batman guy who learned from who knows how many martial artists and and Raz Ghul and all these other guys, I think I don't think I don't think it's a stretch at all. I think a 50-year-old Batman is like a 20-year-old Robin. That's just my personal thing.
1: No, that's a fair point. (laughs) The Kryptonian sympathizer is arguing with the Batman <laughs> defender in defense of Batman. I love this. Only on Granny's PhD does this happen.
2: <laughs> but the pro- I don't have a problem with Batman. You guys make me think I
1: have one, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> We've been gaslighting Tim forever. Tim just That's goes. Right. I think super. I think Superman could beat Batman, and me and Bear go, "Oh, you're ridiculous!" Let me tell you why you're wrong, Gaslight. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Although
2: ever since I get that reputation as the anti-Batman guy, I am not anti-Batman
1: at all. No, not
0: at all. all all jokes aside, Tim Tim loves his Batman. Come on,
2: I do. do. I do. I love I love Batman again. I I told you, and I'm a huge. And again, I know it doesn't make any sense. I am a huge Robin guy. I dig. The, I like the idea of that character. I like said the, tight, the, the tights and and the little. You, you throw that hood up. that we had the hood. Mm-hmm. I love that character because now yes. you can't see. It's obviously this little kid, just like you know what when when, when uh, what's his name? Uh, Scarecrow today I was oh you're that little kid that he took in. You know how did he not yeah. put together right there? Wait a minute, Robin, little kid. Robin. Rob, I thought I thought he was going to say
1: you're fucking I, Robin. I, I no, think, think he Scarecrow's I think too he high. Does. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, it's think it's so fun right <laughs> I love it. Scarecrow's a stoner is fantastic. Real quick before we move on, Tim, I'm with you. I actually am a big fan of the Robin character. Dick Grayson is my favorite Robin. I love his relationship with Bruce Wayne, that father, son, and and sort of, you know, Bruce Wayne would be a terrible father, let's face it. Like, Batman is not someone you want raising you. And so I love that that bleeds into their character. I think uh, I actually did like Jason Todd because he was a shitheel as Robin, and I kind of did like him. But I also really like Tim Drake. I thought Tim Drake was a good Robin. So I think it's a great character to do things with. So I'm with you. I'm a Robin apologist as well.
2: So And we got to meet Tim Drake, too. I was about to say, there you go. Same is yes, reading my did. mind for yes, segway,
0: Segways tonight. So what are we thinking? Because they set the tone. We get an introduction for Tim Drake. Well, what we needed. We know he'll be involved at some point. He's kind of like a Batman fanboy who's delivering dumplings, yeah. apparently. Like Ralph I mean, has extra ones to give to cops. Uh, which I want to know who ordered those and who didn't get their <laughs> dumpling order. And, Whatever.
1: I actually think – I got the impression that he just keeps, like, extra dumplings on hand because he was scared when G, when the GCPD came up. And they, they were very obviously menacing. I think that, mm-hmm. like, if you are someone who is out during – outside of curfew for a job, you keep some extra dumplings on hand and give the GCPD. That's what I think it was. Hey, what about being in a comic book world?
2: What if the person who didn't get those dumplings becomes a supervillain because he didn't get
1: his dumpling fixed? <laughs> Bam! Could be oh made. my God!
2: You got, you got the be dumpling. Pain. The dumpling right now. He's in super. The villain. dumpling. because he, he didn't get his dumplings. That's it. Super villain. That's how, Con- got his that's how comic book works.
0: Are you got his that's not story, why so. I was born, and that's why we <laughs> don't have dumplings.
1: <laughs> He was a, he was going to propose to his his girlfriend, and it was going to be over dumplings, which was an in joke between them, right? And then the dumplings never came, and she it was at that moment she realized that he was not serious enough and broke up with him, ruining his life, thus creating the dumpling. I love it. I, I like it. it. I that it. would
0: happen in Gotham. Yeah, that would that's it.
2: That, like, Look, that's Batman
1: comic book
2: hero. If you got a Batman penguin, here, so. no, no. Got a penguin and, and a guy with a big question mark on his chest running around, you could have a dumpling.
1: Why oh,
0: not? For sure. Why not? So, what do we, <laughs> by the way, so in the episode, we also find out that apparently Bruce, oh, I'm going to say allegedly because I'm not so sure I'm buying this. Bruce snapped and went off and he killed the Joker after, after the uh, Jason Todd murder. Number one are we buying that this actually happened or do we think there's more to this? Or, And two, are we cool with Batman just going and killing the Joker one day and having enough of him?
2: You want me to go first?
0: Yeah, because <laughs> I think you got an answer because it looks like you were ready to go, so go ahead. Well, I'm going to say,
2: one, I do believe it happened. Okay. For one reason only, because we're never going to see the Joker on screen.
0: That was a way to write him out.
2: Yes, we're never going to okay. get that yeah. Joker guy, so I, I do have a feeling. Two, you know how I am. When it comes to the Joker, Batman should have killed that fucking guy 20 years ago. That's all I'm saying. But you know the, how they have they have that great announcement how they do this, you know, Dick Grayson said it. They have this back and forth, they have this thing going on. They don't want to kill each other. They got they they, they, they want to keep each other alive to keep this dynamic going between them. And Bruce in his own sick way can't kill him. But I think I, I think a good change is that he did snap that he did beat the joker to death and i think that's how he steps off and uh i'm actually okay with it i cause like cool. said because we're never getting an on-screen joke unless it's a new wannabe kind of joker guy i mean like, right. like it's like that, not gonna like be the like Gotham, the yeah like the Gotham tv show that had 55 jokers in it it'll be something along those lines but you're not gonna get the original joker no we are never gonna see them on that show so yeah. i have no i have no problem with him getting Beaten to death in Arkham Asylum, Jason.
1: So I I think it did happen, and I don't have a problem with it because this is a Titan show and not a Batman show. Uh, and the reason I think it's it it really happened was because this that first episode really does set up Bruce Wayne is wrong, like he's kind of the villain there, like you know, and it's not just about. Jason Todd being killed it's on earth like you know uh nightwing sees like he's got files he was recruiting already he already was vetting the next robin a couple of days after Jason Todd was dead and i think this this characterization of batman is really playing up on his Sort of obsession and how his obsession kind of makes him the anti hero, not the hero. And I don't love that because I love Batman, but that's what they're doing and I think they're doing it well. So, yeah, I completely think he killed Batman. Uh, he killed the Joker and now he's stepping away. I don't think we're going to see him again. I don't, you, we might see, maybe we'll see Nightwing put the suit on briefly. I, I don't think so, but possibly. I don't think but, so. uh, but that's, that, that's it. I think, like, this was to set up Bruce Wayne as, as sort of he's gone too far, and now this is Nightwing City, and we're going to spend season three in Gotham. So, I, but I'm fine with it because, again, this is a Titan show. It's not a Batman show.
0: No, yeah, that, That's fair enough. And let, then I guess let's segue also into that. Um, the, this, so we got some Easter eggs in here. And the first one, when we got to see the recruiting of when, uh, Dick Grayson falls upon there, and then we see Carrie Kelly. Is on there? Who was the female Robin that we see in the Dark Knight Returns? I thought that was really cool, and now I kind of want to see. I know they're setting up Tim Drake, but now I'm, I'm already ready to see Carrie Kelly as as Robin as well. So I'm already moved on to the fourth <laughs> one, which I don't know. if Maybe we will get in <laughs> next season. But. Well, see. So here,
2: well, here's my question: If he doesn't put on the suit, is is Nightwing going to teach because Tim Drake's just a kid delivering dumplings right now? Yeah. Someone's got to teach him the ways of the Robin and be Robin. So true. If, if it's not going to be Batman, is it going to be Nightwing taking up that mantle? Will he be Batman or will he just stick his, stick his Nightwing and teach his kid something? Because, like I said, they, they, there's no way Tim Drake was shown. No, no, no. He's, no he's going to be Robin. No, he's no, going
1: to be Robin. Yeah. They focused on At least by the end of the season.
0: Long. Yeah, no, he's being set up as the new Robin. I personally think we're going to get Bruce Wayne back in probably the last episode or two of this season. I don't think he's completely done. Also, don't see Dick Grayson putting on the suit. Even though I know they're dancing around that a lot, and they, in these three episodes, there's a lot of conversations between him and Barbara Gordon, who's what I want to talk about next. Barbara yeah, Gordon's I want to Barbara as well. Um, but I, I don't know, I Tim, that's a good point. But I, but I think that's because we see Bruce come back, and he will be Batman. We'll never see him in the suit, but he will like we've never seen him yet. But yet he's had two Robin's already. But I, I think I think that we do we do see that. Um, it is a little
2: weird that Bruce before, Wayne has a, th- has a thing for kids. Like, why can't an 18, 19 year old, 20 year old be Robin? Nope. I'm going 12, 13, 14, 50. Those, those young kids. I guess I you know, but I, 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 no, but but I can explain this.
0: Mold. I
1: can them, explain can teach them. You, and you can also men- because that's how he became. Well,
2: you can yeah. mentally yes. break yes. them down.
1: So, psychologically speaking, uh, whenever we as human beings uh, incur big trauma, our brain attempts to fix that trauma by forcing us to relive situations that remind us of that. Now, that usually forces us to relive the trauma and never fix it because we just do the same thing we did. Batman's traumatic event is watching his parents die. So Batman is always focused on people around the same age who lost their parents who were lost everything because they remind him of himself. And psychologically speaking, if he can make them better than him, he can fix himself. Although it never happened, because as th- that's what this whole show is about. So it does actually make sense psychologically that he's got this weird fixation on kids, and it's not a sex thing, because that's what you know, always—that's so, that, so always the joke, right? No, yeah. well, I mean, I never thought that, but so Tim, so Tim
2: Drake's parents, and that and that dumpling place are going to go down by the end yeah. of this year, then.
0: Probably by Jason Todd. I will call it right yeah, now. I think probably. it'll be Jason Todd who
2: does it. That makes so sense. Maybe, was, maybe that was Jason Todd's dumplings that didn't get delivered.
1: Bam! Sure that that <laughs> is guess. a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> That's why he became the Red Hood. He was like, I'm so hungry. If I don't get my dumplings soon, I'm gonna become the Red Hood and kill a bunch of people. You, you gave dumplings my dumplings to there. the cops? You gave my dumplings <laughs> to the cops? That's a
0: son of a <laughs> um so yeah, we also get to meet Barbara Gordon who they acknowledge the Joker shot her in the back. And we know what also, you know, what else happened with there. So they adopt that into this um, this version of the, of the story and this version of the multiverse. And she's now Commissioner Gordon. Um, but we also find out, by the way, besides, like, we know Alfred's, Alfred's dead, we also find out Commissioner Gordon is dead and that Mr. Freeze killed him.
1: Mr. Freeze killed him, yeah.
0: Mr. Freeze killed Commissioner it- Gordon.
1: And what a great moment between! So, like Barbara comes to comfort Bruce yes. on uh, Robin on, on on um sorry on uh, Dick Dick's behalf, and she kind of points out like, yes, a, a madman gave my father a heart attack. Like pretty much, Mister Freeze dumped him in cold water until he had a heart attack, and. Bruce said, well, your father understood the sacrifices and she throws it in his face. Like, we're all just sacrifices to you. We're all just pawns in your war. And it's, again, it's such a great moment. And that is the double punch because you find out, like, Jim Gordon's dead. Oh, yeah, and Batman's not a good guy. Like, oh, it was such a great moment. And I think the choice of having Barbara Gordon in the wheelchair and being a more... Imbid- Cause, and we've seen this before. We've This is Batman beyond Barbara Gordon, pretty much. Like yeah. embittered, not really wanting to help the Batman, doesn't blame him for her time as Batwoman or Batgirl. But also now I say Batwoman. I've been saying fucking Batgirl the entire run of Batwoman. Now I say Batwoman. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but like you know, doesn't blame him, but still not happy with her role and how it went down and all of that. And and this is all here. So I, I'm I'm all for this characterization. I love that they left in the fact the Joker shot her, especially because the Joker was the villain here. So I thought this was such a great choice.
0: Yeah, no, I'm glad that they... And I would figure the, the, the tone of Titans, they would definitely adopt that into their into their fold, because it's a very adult show. It's like Tim was mentioning earlier, there's a lot of cursing, there's a lot of violence and stuff like that, so y- you can see them bringing that into it. Um, but uh, what, what I like, too, about that scene is... I, I forget what she
2: calls Mr. Freeze. What does she say about his, his she says something about him, but she doesn't call him by his name. And, no. and again, Bruce Wayne, so soul so dead, so dead, he just goes, Mr. Freeze. Like, he corrects her. Yeah. It's like, there, <laughs> yeah. she is. There, there she is, blasting him, telling him what, what what a mistake he is, like what a poison he's been to Gotham and to, and to Robin and <sighs> to everyone around him. And she says whatever she says. He's like, Mr. Freeze. That's it.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, that's that. awesome.
2: I think like, that was so great. That's just that's just asshole Bruce Wayne. He's just correcting you her. Can't. Just sitting there. That's Bruce's freeze. Like just one calm and cool. I love that part. I, I was cracking up at that scene.
0: <laughs> what do we think is going on with Starfire? With her whole thing.
2: I know she's hot as hell. Yes, I'll say that. I'll well, say that. I mean, yes, but um, both. I don't both know.
0: But also, hearing. literally,
2: literally, literally, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, it has to do with her, with her betraying her family and all that stuff. Something's going on. Someone's coming knocking, and, and it's it's not going to be good for her.
0: Yeah, her family's definitely coming for her, and and this whole thing that they yeah. alluded
1: to in season two. She's getting these like crazy I, I like,
0: flashes and seeing shit.
1: I like the connection that she's made with the the doctor from the last season, the one that she like almost hooked up with. Like, mm-hmm. I like that she's calling him, and they brought him in. That's a really cool. Uh, connection to give her, because she is without connection right now, right? Like, her biggest connection was Dick, but now Dick's doing his Batman thing, and they're all there, but she needs something else. So, I thought it was a... I, I'm liking what they're doing with her so far.
0: Yeah, no, me too, and, and I think the, the suit looks really cool that they gave her and, and everything, her powers, are they that's really cool. I also want to talk about the way that they portray the X-ray vision with Connor Kent in yeah. the, in his show. Because now this season we actually see like his eyes turn like blue or something, and you can, he uses the X-ray vision. I think that's really cool. And you can see he has developed a lot because last season he was pretty much what an infant in a huge, you know, superhero body. And he's kind of grown into himself. He's like their tech guy in yeah. a way. I guess he seems to be the guy. But yeah. yet, yet he's freaking Superman.
2: Yeah, he, he turned out to be. Uh, he's not like a. Like you said, like an infant anymore, talking like a like a baby. Now he's just like yeah. a normal guy, which is great. Um, yeah. yeah, that's another great casting job because he does have Superman esque features. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I like him too. I like that kid a lot. He's doing a good job. I, I said I was very worried about that going into that show, but again, this 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 is a great they're doing a great job with this show, man. Like, I I absolutely love it. Um, to me, only thing with me, my only problem is when you got a Starfire and you got a Superboy. You don't need nobody else, like you really don't. Technically, <laughs> technically you don't that's need not anybody else. But that's I not true. How you, you, need, do
1: it for the show. you need you Dick Grayson because I you need, need some leadership. Leader.
0: You need your leadership.
1: You need Hank's ass. Yeah, you, you always need you always need your Batman. You need Hank's ass because it's beautiful, <laughs> we all need to look at it. Um, and and you know Gar is fun because he turns into a tiger. You have a mascot. That's awesome. And he's gonna
0: be turning into some crazy shit because. When he was true. watching that video. That yes. dude's
1: gonna start turning yes. into like an ape and
0: an elephant.
2: Well, who the hell knows? He better because it was either two or three times that that Connor had to jump in front of him to protect mm-hmm. him. I'm like, all right, this better not be a it's thing true. where he just yeah. jumps in front of Gar every episode because he did it like three times already in the first three episodes. I was like, dude, you gotta give Gar something to do. He can't
0: just be have Connor jump in front of him every chance he gets. Yeah, he is Beast Boy for God's sake. So, I mean, come on, let's go. That dude turns into a tiger and has killed a couple of people already.
1: Oh yeah, he's. I mean, he has
0: murdered a couple of people.
1: Yes, he has. Yes, he has.
0: And I like their dynamic between what they currently have now, between Beast Boy and, and, and Superboy, They have that relationship, which I think yeah. is a lot of fun. They're yeah, like, big, really, they're big, gonna... big Brother Little Brother, in a way. Yeah, exactly. And when, when he tells Absolutely. Crypto to speak, when when it's, we first see the Titans, they're kicking ass in San Francisco and everything, and it's a takedown down the villain that they're after, you know, Superboy just tells Crypto, speak. And He goes and barks and lets out this whole thing and it pretty much is deafening and breaks some more loud. I'm like, fucking crypto. <laughs> yeah.
1: That, that's the thing. This show made me realize how good it was when I saw crypto and went, that's cool. Because had you told me, I didn't know when I rewatched this that superboy boy and crypto was gonna show up. Had you told me crypto was gonna show up in this, I'd have been like, Oh, that's gonna be dumb. Like I would yeah. I couldn't have been able, I wouldn't have seen it being good, but this makes it work, like this really takes things that seem ridiculous, but they, they make it work in this tone, this adult tone. And I don't know how they do it, but God bless
2: them. No, no. Yeah, it, I, was, I was the exact same way. I was like, Crypto, come on,
0: it's a dog. Right. and But he was great, and I was like, all right, it works. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. So Angie was texting me, since I guess she's listening to us. Hi, Hi, Angie. Garfield and Superboy reminded her of Ant Man and the Hulk. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I can see that. I can, I can see, see that, that relationship. That, that's
2: a pretty good comparison there. Ange, why don't you come on the show and comment? Don't 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 hide behind your texting.
0: <laughs> Get on the show, true. damn it. She might be like painting something or baking or who the heck knows what she's what? probably building something up. Get on here. <laughs> um so I think the other thing is hawk and dove. Because we get them back and we see, when we see Hawk, by the way, that's pretty damn hilarious. Because mm-hmm. he's in there and he's yeah. on like a little bike in DC and he's chasing them down. And I love when they make the comment about him in the shorts and I forgot what he calls yep. them. He's like, oh, they're like uh, tactical, some other crap. And I I, I thought that was really funny. Um,
2: with the mustache. We'll yeah, the with mustache. the mustache
0: too. Yeah, that's true. No, the yeah, mustache, he, yeah. he was rocking the mustache. He was like, part was it was a Paul Blart mole cop, It kind of reminds yep. me of too. Mm mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> uh, Yeah, but he's like loosely working with Dove and stuff, and they're taking down villains, but he's hung up the suit. But apparently when the shit hits the fan, then he comes back and he meets them in Gotham and stuff, and he's back to doing his Hawk thing with them. But uh, unfortunately, Jason Todd lures him in. Spoiler alert. Unfortunately, (laughs) yeah. yeah.
1: Spoiler alert. Wait for it. Hawk makes these stupidest 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 decision ever and he gets a call from jason todd is like oh i'm so scared can you come and help me here's this breadcrumb breadcrumb trail like you know come here and destroy your phone and grab my mm-hmm. phone That's like obviously he's setting you up to hurt you and then he gets he literally gets them in this in this like decrepit old gym and says take your clothes off and swim to the other end it's at that well, I wouldn't have gotten that far but if I did it would have been at that point where I'd be like you know what I'm done you can go be a murderous sociopath somewhere else but no he does he swims across and Jason Todd puts this like bomb in his freaking chest in his heart that's attached to his heartbeats
0: and that's what the whole third episode is basically them trying to detach the bomb for most of it Superboy is building, I uh, you know, some to take it out at super speed and everything like that. And he's got to like continuously take, uh, you know, rebuild it and rebuild it by trial and error. Um, but yeah, I think it was pretty. That was a pretty dumb thing by Hank to go yeah. ahead and, and to do that whole thing. I thought that was like, I was like, really? Is this was this is what's happening? Like, yeah, but Hank wasn't going there out of
2: sympathy. No, he, he was you know, going. He I agree. Like, Fuck Jason up. He wasn't going there to like, oh, let me help you. You you, all, you no. don't blame you. oh I understand uh, no. no 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 he he's like I'm gonna go there and kill this kid because all the shit that he's done now
1: but it's then i gonna argue that, that that makes it an even stupider thing because if you're going if you tell me you're going there because that used to be our ally and I feel bad I'm gonna try to save him I'm like all right that's stupid in a naive way but if you're telling me I'm I am I'm playing him and falling into his hands so I can kick his ass it's like you didn't know that he had this place like. He has the upper hand. You don't go into play if you're looking to fight, Dude, you don't go Hank's, to a place where so they have the upper
2: hand. Hank's arrogant, though though. He doesn't think that Jason, the little kid, is gonna be able to take him out. Well he I said mean, give me, give that. Me, he has give, a nice ten ass, minutes, but...
0: give me ten minutes alone with him and I'm gonna i I'm gonna beat his ass. He did say that repeatedly, so he did that. he was, well, that's him, that's a good point. Even though it was pretty dumb, he that's just good. saw didn't see Jason as a threat.
2: No, he never saw Jason as a threat. Never.
0: Because I'm gonna pound him into the ground and that's pretty much it. I don't need I'll beat him naked if I have to.
2: But like you said, don't forget too, whatever this drug is, again, it's gotta be giving him I I'm thinking it's giving him strength, it's giving him speed, probably make it and it's making him a little loony. Um, could Hawk could Robin beat Hawk pre drug? Probably not. Trained by Batman or not. You know, Hawk is definitely stronger. Oh yeah. Robin would be faster, yeah. would probably be more agile and stuff. But you know, Hawk would have beat. I think Hawk would have beat the Shadow. So he's probably thinking, "I'm going to beat the Shadow, this little kid. Drag him back to to Gotham. You I mean, drag him back to Wayne Manor, and we're, and we're going to set this kid straight." And, but he doesn't realize what he walked into. Like I said, a sociopath version of Jason Todd was waiting for him, who had this drug, whatever you want to call the smilex, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call Alex. it, the, yeah. <laughs> the super steroid that he's been on. Uh, so I think it's just arrogance. It's just pure arrogance on Hank's part.
1: I can see that. I know. I just um I, I could see that, but it's a dumb move. I think we'd all agree oh, yeah. it's a dumb
2: move. Oh, I'm not arguing it's not dumb. Yeah. It was dumb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what do we think of uh,
0: Dr. Crane and Scarecrow? As they apparently he's been working with the G C P D as on a suggestion of Bruce Wayne, which Barbara then backtracks and gives him props like saying, Yeah, Bruce was right about this, because he's somebody who could help us profile villains, because he's been right like almost all the time. But we also find out that apparently he's working for weeks.
1: Basically, which I love, and he's pretty much it's, a sonar, but no, but I love what he says. I love what he says because uh, they kind of insinuate, like, Jay, uh, Dick kind of insinuates, like, oh, you, you know, you're, you're sonar or something, and he says, no, 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 it's the only thing that calms my brain down, it's the only thing that slows it down, and I really like that because it's because that's a thing, like, I don't uh, like uh, people I, I've known people with ADHD who self medicate. With uh, with marijuana because it does it slows their brain down, allows them to see things, and be able to focus where they normally can't. So I kind of love the fact that Doctor Crane is so smart and his brain is working so hard that he sells information on villains for drugs to. Like, I really just like that dynamic. I I've never seen that characterization of the Scarecrow before. I didn't mm-hmm. think I would like a stoner Scarecrow, but I really did like it.
0: I liked it too. I thought it was pretty cool. And I the gotta they gotta play him. Um yeah, he brings a completely different portrayal to him that we've never seen before. But again, it, it fits within the world that Titans has created for mm-hmm. themselves. They absolutely. Share or don't share with Doom Patrol, which I can I can definitely see this all happening within that whole little branch of the DC multiverse.
1: Oh absolutely. I mean we know that they're they, they're a shared universe because Gar comes from Gar was part of the Doom Patrol.
0: Yeah, yeah, but they there were some people who tried to like throw it out there like it is and it isn't stuff. I see it as a one hundred percent is the same. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. We saw that. Who cares? Recasting happens. Doesn't mean you just because you recast someone doesn't mean you have to be a completely different version of a, an uh, another alternate reality or yeah. some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim, did you uh, catch up on? Did you watch Doom Patrol yet or no? I
2: have not watched Doom Patrol yet.
0: Cause I know I've been I've been pushing you. Every time you bring up Titans, I'm like, Tim watch Doom Patrol, Tim watch yeah, Doom Patrol, Tim I, I, watch Doom
2: Patrol. I, I, I think, think you'll it, like it, Tim. So many so many shows at once, it's just it's it's crazy. And then you know, That's of course, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start picking my it's like all right, I'm gonna start watching this. And like I said, Doom Patrol. Oh, the first three episodes of Titans are on. Well, well, fuck you, Doom Patrol. I'm gonna watch Titans. That's just right. how it happens. And then it's like, Well, this show just started. Okay, let me watch this show. Oh, the last three episodes of Bad Batch, gotta watch that now. So, I watched that first. And then it happens every freaking week. Something's, I re- oh my God, I forgot about this. Now I got to watch. So, yeah, but I'll, I'll get to it eventually.
0: No, I, I think you will. They they dropped a trailer this week for the oh, season I, I watched of Patrol.
2: I watched the trailer. Even though I have no idea what's going on, I did watch the trailer.
0: Oh, it's shit <laughs> crazy. I, I wanted to get, it's... I don't know if Jason had saw the trailer yet, but it just. I didn't, so I didn't see the trailer because.
1: As you know, Ed, if if the trailer is not listed on the text you send me of things we're covering, I don't watch them. <laughs> <laughs> no, and listen, and that's and
0: your that, way of not being spoiled.
1: That's it. That that's how I avoid spoilers, and I'm good at avoiding spoilers. I've only, the only thing that's ever been spoiled for me was that Han Solo gets killed in that Star Wars movie, and and that was that was nothing I could avoid. It I was playing an online game like a draw game, a drawing game, like a Pictionary type thing, and the asshole I was playing with just went, Han Solo gets killed, like literally wrote it out, like took the time, and I was like, no, 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 it was the only time I've ever not avoided spoilers. Wow, that's, that's a rough one.
0: Alright, so what was, let's wrap up our... That is a rough one. I would be beyond furious. Um, yeah, so let's wrap angry. up our Titans worried. part. Do we think Hank is dead? Yes. You know, they, there was a I crazy do. comic book way to slip him out the back or some only because shit. only because of Connor and Crypto's reaction. Okay. Yeah. That's the
2: only reason. If they didn't show Connor's reaction or, or the dog, yeah. then you're like, I think Connor got him out. Connor protected him. Connor probably said, you know, I you know, Hawk maybe said Hawk said, Hey, we have the advantage now. He thinks I'm dead. Let's make him think I'm dead. We have the advantage. But their reaction the way crypto came walking out, all all sad, and Connor's reaction to just—I literally—he's he's faster than a speeding bullet, but he was literally a half a second too late, and that and that bomb went off. So, don't get me wrong—I wouldn't be surprised if he's alive, but I don't think so. I'm just gonna say I don't think so based on their reactions. But what if, if he is? I'm not surprised.
0: No, I just want to know. We're throw it out there because we none of us actually know right now. So yeah, we'll, we'll go and try to make predictions.
1: So I don't. I agree with Tim. Based on their reaction, I can't imagine how it would make sense that he was alive, because he could. They would have been the ones to have gotten him out of there. They did not disarm the bomb, uh, all of that. And actually, you know, I, I do want to talk a little bit before we go about yeah, no. how the bomb gets, you know, thing like so. Jason Todd lures Dove to his to uh, you know another trap like he did Hawk. And she falls for it too, very stupidly. And he gives her a gun and says, kill me. And that's the way it's going to spare him. And she attempts to, Jason, not Jason, uh, Dick Grayson shows up, tries to talk her out of it. She attempts to shoot him and that's the detonator and that's what blows him up. And that's why uh, Connor was late because Connor had actually figured out how to disarm the bomb. He was going in there to disarm it. So had she not given into that and shot uh, Jason – he probably would have survived. Um, so because of the way he died and because of all that, and because I do feel they were looking for a way to use Hawk this season, because I don't think they had found, I think that once he hung up his suit, they. it's either he puts a suit back on or he dies. I would not be surprised if he died as a way to bring Dove more into the fight and bring the uh the bring the team together to really take Jason as the threat he is. So I think this might be the unifying call that brings them together. Now, if he, if we're seeing his naked ass again next episode, yeah, I could see that too. That's fine too. It's a great ass. I don't mind seeing it. Let him do his thing. And it's a great character. But like I this show seems to have the nerve to kill or does. It's proven. It has the nerve to kill main characters. And so I would not be surprised if they killed Hawk at all. Well, it looks like Wonder Woman, one the
2: girls, coming back. So of course gonna, she's we, coming we, back. We, we won't say that so far. But Hawk, a regular guy, not from Themyscira, I, I think he's gone. But like you said, it, if he what? had I always, I always call it the Martin Riggs plot. Like they, they don't know I'm. De- I, we're going to pretend I'm dead, and we have to <laughs> that. That could very well be it. Jason might be like, "I got you all now," and then boom, Hawk's ass comes in. And takes him out, and he rescues the team. (laughs) That that, that's very possible. Well, that's
0: how we find out. He he rescues the team naked,
2: of course, with his ass naked. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be shocked. But like you said, I think his death is going to be the catalyst and really drive that team, especially Dick and Dove. Dick and Dove. That sounds great together. I think they're going to be really. (laughs) They're going to be the two that are really like off the deep end when it comes to Hawk's death because those three had a little, you know, their little thing together. So, yeah, yeah love
1: I love I, trying. Like, I, I, oh, I'm going
0: to vote dead. Vote dead. Jason, vote dead. dead or alive?
1: Yeah, I'm going to vote dead. But you know what? If he's alive, I'm also going to claim victory because it could be either way. But I do think at this point he's dead.
0: It's true. I mean, he's not Uncle Ben and he's not Bruce Wayne's parents. <laughs> so I'm going to yeah, go on. And he's, and he's not from Krypton. He's uh, not from Hedyskara. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stay alive, and I think it's gonna be some yeah. crazy way. All right, put it this way I'm gonna stay alive, and I think it's gonna be Raven, who we have not seen yet, who's gonna show up and somehow Ooh. like reverse it or some do some shit. Because remember, she's on Famous Care right now, saving Wonder Girl. You're right, we know that. You're
1: right, you're her right, introduction right.
0: to come back to the team could be that she does some wacky shit where she right. reverses it or does some shit, and then boom, Hawk yeah, is but alive.
2: You know what? I do, you need, do you need a body for that. There's no body.
0: It's true. We didn't actually see. it. We just see fire, and we see Connor oh, and. I'm just saying, if, if that bomb went off, he, I mean, there's no body because
2: it's it's in pieces. Yes, okay. that's, that's what, what I mean. So maybe she needs a body to conduct that kind of experiment. But like you said, yeah, she might be coming back. and like Hawk's dead. Ah, he's back.
0: You know, I said yeah. Right. Well, she reverses. <laughs> uh, I can picture somewhere like the fire keeps going back, and she like turns back time or some wacky crazy shit. I can see Dude, that. Dude, it's comic book stuff. Who knows.
1: To be so, honest, I forgot. I I forgot that Raven was still around because it's been oh, a while. It's been a couple months since I watched the show, seen. so I just forgot like that she was still there because I haven't seen her in these episodes. So yeah, no, you're right. He's probably. Let's be honest. He's probably still alive. I'm still going with dead, but he's probably still alive.
0: But you, boy, right, So you and Sam are going dead. I'm going to go alive. I'm being outvoted. We'll see what happens. If he is alive, it's going to be the opening scene of episode four where Raven shows up and <laughs> saves the day and does some shit like that. And it'll, they'll just get right to it. But, I, can, Tim, that's a good point. I can see them playing the card against Red Hood, thinking that, like, he's broke the team and yeah. all this other stuff. So that's kind of what he was trying to do, because in theory, Dove did kill Hawk by mm-hmm. pulling that trigger. So she pulled the trigger herself. Yep, so I that would destroy. Yeah, she did.
2: Like you said, one. she's the one who killed him because, like you said – he had, if, if you would have waited, if she didn't shoot him, yep. Connor, Connor might have got there in time. But instead, yep. she pulled the trigger too early. I think I think that's going to be the catalyst as far as Dick and Dick and Dove getting their revenge on Jason. You like there's going to be no more. There's going to be no more. Oh, we have to stop him and, and save him. It's going to be like, all right, now we're going to kill this bastard because he killed Hawk. And I think that's said. That's going to be throughout the whole season what's going to happen. But like you said, he could be alive. Of course, it's comic books. It's Raven, it's aliens, it's magic. You don't know. Yeah.
0: Just, I'm just shooting my shot at Raven's introduction because I started thinking the same thing. Where the I, I hell is tell Raven? You, no, that's, I'm with, I'm that's with i am with i am
2: with completely forgot about her too, as far as her powers go. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? You're right. If, if she could very well walk in the door and be like, he's alive. And he just gets up naked out of the bed. Like, dude, I'm back. Let's go.
0: It's hot. But if he's alive, is he ever putting clothes on, or is he just gonna be naked for like the rest of the Well, like, when he comes back, when he comes back, he's gonna be naked. Then he'll put his clothes on. Okay.
1: Yeah, but but hopefully we get a nice shot of his ass first, you know, because we need one every episode. Every episode we need a a hawk's ass shot.
0: (laughs) He really is. He really is going all Martin Riggs now. (laughs) He's going full on Martin Riggs with this.
1: Full on Riggs.
0: So, all right, cool. So then, uh, all right. So I guess that does it for the first three episodes of Titans. We'll get uh, episode four next week. We'll cover that uh, in our next episode next Sunday night. As our new brief, briefly, our nights will be Sunday nights. Um, all right. So any any parting shots before we we sign off here, Tim? Got anything uh, to, to no. discuss? Um, well,
2: you guys did a Suicide Squad last week. We'll talk. We'll talk to you about it off air. But okay. no, I, I thought it was. Uh, yeah, man, Titans. That's
0: they're only doing one episode now a week. I think it's one episode a week now for the rest of the season, oh, which I don't crazy. even know what the episode count is. That's
1: depressing. That really depresses That works me. out for this sh- <laughs> That works out for this show because we can cover it once a week, but I hate that because as anyone who's ever heard me talk on this show knows, I hate having to wait. Like, I am the guy who waits for everything to drop. Like, even Mandalorian, I waited for for to drop and I watched the whole thing in one shot. Oh wow. no, me and Tim Broke down Mandalorian to every
0: single oh, frame in episode. We went I, up for a long time with that one. Jason, when, it, when
2: that show got into the middle episodes, when we you know the Boba Fett rumors and the, and the Ahsoka Tana rumors, I was up at 3 a.m. when it launched. I would sit up at 3 a.m., like literally at the edge of the bed, watch it, wow. and go back to bed for two hours, then get up and go to work. And then I'd watch it again wow. at work to make sure I didn't dream what I just saw. So I was like, <laughs> all right. Awesome. <laughs> So yeah, no, I yeah, I can't yeah, I don't like this one a week shit either, but what are you gonna
0: do? It works for us. It works for the shows that you gotta do. Exactly. exactly. So uh all right, Jason, anything before we sign off?
1: Nah, no, man, just everyone watch Baywatch Nights. Come on, get on this with me. Let's unhassle the Hoff together. Watch Baywatch Nights with me, guys. Tweet about it, watch tweet this, about I'm Baywatch watch Nights. The <laughs>
0: Pro- Tim, Tim, watch
1: some
0: Baywatch nights. I'll try. I'll try. I have so much stuff to watch. I'll try. Same here. Um, all right, cool. So thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate the support. Uh, if you're into uh, wrestling, you can check out Tim and Eric on the Just Too Sweet show. They usually on Tuesday nights, so you can find them there. If you're into the uh, New York Yankees, we got the Empire One Six One show. We'll be back next Sunday night. Uh, with me and Lisa breaking some stuff down. If you're into the Mets, the uh, Farachi and the guys got to put it in a book show. Wow. So there's that as well. Um, And um, if you're into anything, Eric covers everything from A to Z on Monday nights right now, so you can join him for his super fun show. And we stomped you out. It's got to be coming back soon, no?
2: Uh, I want to say last preseason game we're going to start. Okay. So two All right. Weeks. So in a
0: couple of weeks, two weeks, you two can weeks. get Sim and, Farachi two and in Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> so if you're a Giants fan, you can check that show out uh, as well. So um, everyone, stay safe out there. Enjoy the comic book goodness that is, and we'll see you next Sunday, right? Peace, guys. Right again. Hawks ass. Hawks Hawk ass. ass. <laughs> Hawks ass. <laughs>